Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Nevin. And I'm Jacob Russo. And we are continuing our West Craven filmography with The Hills Have Eyes, released in 1977. Uh, it's just it's just a nicer feeling doing this movie rather than the fucking last house on the left. We've even turned the lights on. Oh so yeah, we're not doing this in a depressing setting. It's just brighter in general, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like I can talk about actual nice shit now, like uh, like how we're getting absolutely pumped at the American football. Oh yeah, and the, <laughs> the Packers are doing shit. So uh, certain people on our Discord will be happy at that. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> we got beaten by the fucking Steelers. Get Jesus it up, you. Christ. <clears throat> but, you know, how 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 you been in the... What, what are you giving me the finger for? Just to, just to say get it up, you, you're still getting beat. Ah, fine. <laughs> so are you, though. Where, where, where's Rangers on the table? Oh. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> And how we many are. points behind are they? Oh. Well, shite! <laughs> and we know we are. <laughs> Who am I fucking kidding, man? Not, 90%. Simply, the, not simply the best no. anymore, are fucking, you? <laughs> who the fuck am I kidding? 90% of Rangers fans are on fucking Dulludum all. Like, that's fucking... <laughs> best you can do is just say that our one of our best players ate your dog. So, you know. That was that, that was a while ago. Now they do it now as well. Oh, fuck! Uh, Fucking hate supporting this team sometimes, man. Fuck it, I'm changing sides up there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I will take you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, fucking. Well, yeah, Hills of Eyes, second West Craven movie. Uh, Holy fuck, is that a jump in quality? Oh hell yeah, there is. But there was. Oh one, my god. I should mention though, there is one movie uh, between. Hills of Eyes, uh, between The Last House and The Hills of Eyes. Yes, so, there is, and we would be remiss not to talk about it. So, as we said earlier, uh, Wes Craven's career was pretty much killed before it ever got the chance to career. even be born. Not just his career, his social life as well. Oh, yes. Because uh, when, when, <laughs> when The Last House came out, people stopped no one wanted, to him. Yeah, no one wanted to know him. Uh, because they, they thought he was just some sick, twisted human being, which is uh, apparently... Uh, you know, the furthest from the truth, everybody that's talked about Wes Craven has said he's like one of the nicest oh, yeah. guys in Hollywood. He was, he's kind of like the Keanu Reeves of his time. I was going to say the Adam Sandler of his time. Is he one of those guys? Adam Sandler's fucking... Like, you will struggle to find a single person with a bad thing to say about Adam Sandler. Mm. The man is just... The man is beyond reproach. He's a fucking legend, man. I love him, personally. I, mean, I, I think he's he, fucking I, great. I mean, I did hear that story about how Adam Sandler and his wife... Uh, send Jennifer Aniston roses every Mother's Day because she can't have kids. So I guess yeah. that's nice. It's yeah, all, it's just yeah, you know, whatever. Good people. Yeah, he's also yeah. I fucking love the Sandman. His movies are great. Yeah. I mean, some of them. <laughs> so I'll admit, some of them highly culturally insensitive. Uh, but <laughs> Uncut Gems is good. Uncut Gems is great. Uh, oh fuck! What was the one about basketball he done recently? I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. But yes. Oh, that's going to annoy the shit out of me, but he's really good in that. Punch Drunk Love was good. Punch Drunk Love is great. Uh, if you want to go into his comedies, which I think is what you're trying to get me to talk about. Happy motherfucking Gilmore, baby. Yeah, Happy Gilmore's fine. One of the best fucking comedies ever made. Oh. Billy Madison, <laughs> great. Ah, well, Hells of Eyes. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wes Craven, in between uh, Last House on the Left and the Hills of Eyes, he struggled to find work. Uh, he had to uh, start making uh, porno movies under the name... Mm-hmm. Abe Snake. 
Which is a fucking great name. It's a great name. It's also directly referenced in Scream 5? I think it's 6. It was one of the new Scream movies anyway. There's like a shop that's called Abe Snakes. But yeah, and uh, you know, he did uh, one noticeable porno movie called uh, The Fireworks Woman. And it is very easy to get a hold of. And it's 70s porno, so the golden age of porn. So, you know. We've, we've been toying with the idea of maybe covering that movie as like a, a milestone thing. Like if we reach like, I don't know, like yeah. 100,000 listeners or something yeah, like that. that and the fucking Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather do the Fantastic Four movie. Ah, we're going to do both. But, uh, In the same episode, just cut back and forth between scenes. I read Richard, Richards is just extending his dong. But uh, yeah, I mean... Craven did start, you know, he did do a few TV movies, and I think he did some after this as well. And I, right, I know we did Someone's Watching Me for John Carpenter, which was a TV movie, right? But we're not going to do these Wes Craven TV movies, mainly because I can't find them. <laughs> and two, I haven't heard that many good things about them. So, no, uh, right, so the main reason, we should kind of touch on this in like a reason of what we would do, like what, how we decide which films to to cover and which films not to in terms of uh like whenever we do like theme months or director months or whatever or what have you the prime kind of factor and whether or not we will cover a film is is there enough interesting talking points within it mm-hmm. to make what we would consider to be either a very funny episode in the case of what i think howard the duck ended up being i think that's probably one of our funniest episodes in my Somebody opinion they called it our most chaotic episode yet one hundred percent yeah or whether it opens itself up to interesting discussions, which is more what uh, films like, like, for instance, The Ward, I would say there's a lot of interest in discussion with regards to uh, what makes a good film, what makes a bad film within that. And uh, obviously Last House on the Left, there's some good discussion with regards to like film history and uh, the difference between an inter- being an entertaining film to watch and like how like some films can be hard to recommend end in terms of they're not necessarily good films but they're important films yeah uh yeah so with regards to Wes Craven's directed TV movies there's not really much there that we can talk about that isn't already a talking point in his theatrical releases or can't be broached in a much better way uh, with just different films in general yeah there's nothing really there to make them stand out beyond the fact that you know they're slightly shitty movies some better than others that Wes Craven did in the time period between uh, being ostracised for doing Last House on the Left and uh, sort of saving himself with House of Eyes there's not really much to discuss there so we're kind of breezing, breezing over a lot of his releases whereas with John Carpenter we were a lot more inclusive but that's because again Something's Watching Me has so much of Halloween's DNA in it that it's very interesting to talk about yeah 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 but, uh, yeah, so let's, let's uh, start with some uh, information about this, you know. Yes. Hells of Eyes, 1977. Written, directed by Wes Craven. Uh, produced by somebody called Peter Locke. Apparently he... I've uh, never heard of this guy. So he, uh, he had his own production company, mostly in TV movies. But uh, he saw Last House on the left. <laughs> he was like, yo, make me a Last House-esque movie, yo. So uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think the budget of this was? Oh, well... This makeup effects are really well done, but that doesn't necessarily mean they cost a lot. Yeah. I'll say... Mm, 500,000. 
350,000. Motherfucker, I'm always off by like two or three hundred. <laughs> And uh, how much do you think this movie made? Now keep in mind, people said oh, the was, last it was quite successful. Yeah, people said the last house was really successful. Only made this blew it out of the fucking water. Where do uh, you say this is? Well, how much did it cost to make again? Three hundred fifty thousand. Three hundred fifty thousand. I'm thinking this made. It made definitely made more than last house did. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying six million dollars. Twenty five. Piss off. Twenty five million dollars. That's insane. Hell yeah. So this movie was a a success. <laughs> I was putting it lightly. <laughs> this film, this did, film did good. <laughs> yeah, did insanely well. Which in the is box weird office. though, because um, it was like another four years or so. Let me just double check before his next movie. So I don't four know. years would put it at eighty one. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Which is weird because you know you do a big fucking. You thing. think if yeah with a film this successful you would think like the studio or the producer in this case would be like pushing for a follow up very quickly. Is what tend that because that's what tends to be the case uh, with horror. Uh, if well, there any, was or a, just there, films in general. There, there is, is a, a sequel to Hills of Ice. Yeah, but it didn't come out until. But it didn't come out until eighty five. But it was filmed in eighty three, I believe. Yeah, he ran out of money filming it, and then uh, after um, after, after Nightmare came out in eighty four. Yeah. He was offered some money to finish it, so he did, and then then it came out, and it was shit. But uh, but yeah, we'll I cover am, that later. Yeah, and the Hills Valley Part Two coming soon. Oh. Uh, Why do you I, say coming soon for everything? That's like a good month down the line. Yeah, it's still part of the series. Yeah. IMDb scores out of ten. Oh, this is a solid eight. Six point three. How? Horror, right? When it comes to IMDb, oh, yeah, I and suppose horror, horror always gets yeah. kind of shafted in IMDb, doesn't it? Uh, here's one I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the Rotten Tomato scores. What do you think the critic score was? Percentage from 100, remember? Okay, uh, 75. 67. Which Shit. is pretty good. Yeah. Kind of like Hills of Eyes. The critics really like this one. What do you think the audience score was? Sorry, is? did you just say kind of like House of Eyes? Kind of like Last House on the Left. There we go. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the audience score was? I'll say again. So, like 75? 54. What the fuck? Yeah. That really... Hold, that's... Wow, okay. Mm. I'm surprised. I have a couple of theories about polarized. that. I have polarizing. a couple of theories about that. Go ahead. I think uh, some of these reviews might be from the time and people are still like, ooh, it's too violent, you know? Or it could be people from nowadays going back and watching it and being, ooh, it's too quaint, it's too 70s, you know? So yeah. it could be either or. But yeah. This- it's always interesting to see how that, like, to watch obviously in the case of like Last House on the Left it's fully justified uh, to say that it, is, it goes too far in numerous mm. occasions but it is very interesting to go back and watch what was once considered shocking yeah so <laughs> too and compare it to, to <laughs> now because even like like we take like for instance this version you compare The Hills of Eyes to its remake oh fuck yeah <laughs> holy shit but yeah, that's something we should mention. Uh, this did have a sequel, uh, Hills Vice Part Two, in nineteen eighty-five, which we will get to. Yes, in... And both part, well, it's it's difficult to say whether or not Part Two was remade because the remake no, it did was, get it a wasn't, sequel. It wasn't remade, so uh, it wasn't remade. It's a completely different. Um... Oh, is it a totally different movie? Yes, it's like right, okay. Yeah, it's like the remake. So it's of a Hall- sequel to the remake. It's like Halloween Two, you know, like the Rob, Rob Zombies Halloween, yeah. Halloween Two. Yeah, totally um, different. Okay, the te- I get there that. is a technical. Technically, there is a third sequel to this where. It's called Mind Ripper, and it wasn't directed by Wes Craven. It was a TV movie. He wrote it with his son, and uh, it, it, using elements from what was going to be a Hills Vise Part Three, 
but they changed and kind of the like of it. ironically cannibalized it and made it yeah and something we, else we won't yeah. be covering that because it's again a, it's a tv movie there's not that much yeah. interest in and but yeah to this, do with it but this yeah. was one of these movies that was remade in 2006 during that whole wave of um, yes following the what was it 2004's uh texas chainsaw massacre which really kicked off uh the the remakes yeah 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 and there was a sequel to that remake as well, 2007, which Wes Craven did actually write. Yeah. Um, and as we said in, our, I think, our previous episode, that we are somewhere down the line going to do a... We are going to do like a remake month so, where we cover a bunch of remakes of films that we've already covered. So we'll cover things like the Assault and Precinct 13 remake, the, the Fog. Fog remake. And we will do Hills Vise yeah. Part 2, not because it's a remake, but just because we might as well since yeah, it's there. we're already doing Part 1. Yeah. There's, there's no <laughs> sense in just leaving that for like a later month or some shit like that. Yeah absolutely so uh immediate thoughts on this movie what did you think of this because i will say see when i started watching this i watched uh-huh. this immediately after last house and left i uh, as soon as it started i was like wow this is a uh, fucking a lot better i, I like this oh, yeah mo- i like this movie the the jump in quality is even just in a technical standpoint is fucking massive yes uh the shots are a hell of a lot less grainy i can say that yeah. So, although because of that, it does lose a certain uh, that element of feeling almost like it's real and it's happening. It yeah, loses not, that there's element. Not a documentary feel to it, but yeah. you know, I, I, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. need that. Yeah, I think it doesn't really need that in order to carry it. I think the film stands well on its own. I would say it's actually. Uh, it's far better. Yeah, I would it's, say it's scarier than Last House on the Left. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I it find, is much scarier. Yeah, I find this. I I mean, you know, Last House of the Left is you know your realistic horror type stuff, and this this isn't really. But like, well, the idea of some fucking cannibal people living out in the fucking hills. This is a this is although we say it's realistic from our kind of modern viewpoint, knowing that uh, these stories of like you know kind of Appalachian mountain men and all that pish was kind of bullshit. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> to a certain degree oh uh, we don't know that we don't know that for sure but we there are there is more than enough evidence to suggest I mean, this is based off those Sonny Bean legends from it is based from, off of Sonny Bean legends from fucking Ayrshire down in Girvin and those from people Girvin. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> oh just casually slaughtered an entire town it's fine South Ayrshire uh, mate ah fuck them uh <laughs> But no, I have similar feelings to this movie like I did after I watched The Punisher straight after watching Howard the Duck. I fucking yeah, love this movie. There is an element of there is an element of do I love this movie because it is genuinely a great movie and there's a lot to love, or do I love this movie because I watched it after uh, either a shithole movie or a very depressing movie? Yeah, like there is that kind of slight uh, what's the word I'm looking for confusion almost. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. Uh... But I can say, having watched it, uh, having finished watching it just uh, this morning before we fin- before we started recording this very episode, yeah, fucking phenomenal movie. I like it. Fantastic. If this feels much, although this feels much more like the Wes Craven that we would come to know than Last House does. Last House feels ve- like feels like a debut. It feels it's rough as fuck. There's it's kind of all over the place with its editing and with its quality as well. This is much more consistent in terms of its quality, in terms of the writing, the acting, the editing, and even the score is much better in this movie. It's just, it's, a f- like, the improve. I know I keep going on about how much he's improved from his first movie to his second. Yeah, the only way to truly understand but, is to go watch Last House, then watch fucking Hills of Ice. Which again, I can't, I can't in good conscience recommend doing that. <laughs> 
unless you are interested in Wes Craven himself or in the film history, as we mentioned in the previous episode. But uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this movie, which is weird because I don't normally really like this genre of movie, the kind of, you know, the whole kind of, you know, this, uh, the cannibal movie, I so to really, speak. There's a, there's a, with the cannibal movie subgenre, though, like, like Cannibal Holocaust and Ferox and that, they, these have a completely different feel to this. Even um, going into things like Wrong Turn, which is much more similar to this, uh, to Last yeah. House on the Left, not Last uh, House on the Left, sorry, House of Eyes. Like, even that, don't really, although Wrong Turn 2 is a fucking trip. Uh, fucking Henry Rollins going absolutely mental on camera mm. fuck yeah I'm here for that shit but, uh, but uh, you know movie... that's directed by the same guy that done that fucking uh, oh shit I can't remember the name of it but was that my fucking office movie which one uh, the one where cunts are gone mental with like some mad virus and then oh uh, mayhem yeah yeah, it's the same guy that done Mayhem. <laughs> I mean, when you say the one, the, the Office movie where everybody's you're thinking of Belko Experiment. I know, but you, which just is shit. A, I know, but you're like, oh, the one where everybody goes mental. That could be the Belko Experiment as well. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah. I didn't but, help myself with that <laughs> description. But no, I mean, this movie had. Uh, I'll just touch on this briefly before we get into it. But it felt like this kind of reminded me of a John Carpenter movie. Oh yeah, big like it time. has that sort of. I mean, it could just be because it it's set the, out in the fucking desert, but it, it kind of had yeah, a western it, feel to it. But it, has, it also has again a lot of the dialogue feels very Carpenter esque. Well, it's was got a lot of that kind of back and actually, forth. I was actually going to say that I thought the characters were better written than fucking some Carpenter movies. Oh yeah, definitely. Because Carpenter, say, say, I like Carpenter movies, but a lot of his characters aren't. They are very one note. Yeah. <laughs> at times, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, let's get into this. Hills of Eyes. Okay, so the film begins with credits against the silhouette of the titular... 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 Do you want to say that word for me? Titular. Thank you. Hills. They should have began this movie with... Uh, you just like that song. Yeah, I know, but it would have made sense. <laughs> yeah. They're going uh, nowhere. The soundtrack is pretty great for the op- opening, uh, as we get a series of shots of rural America. Rural desert America. Yeah, rural desert America. Uh, we then see this wee old, old guy cutting about a gas station and complaining to himself uh, as a young woman called Ruby approaches him looking to trade. The old guy refuses, saying that you guys have gone too far. Apparently they've robbed an airbase nearby. You smell like a cow. Yeah. Turns out Ruby and her accomplices have been stealing from the Air Force because they can't get anything to eat elsewhere. Ruby says no one comes through back there no more. The old guy informs her that he too has run out of supplies and no one is going through the area whatsoever. They are completely cut off from the outside world. He then refers to Ruby's group as coyotes. Ruby asks him to take her with him. Farmer refuses, saying that if Jupiter were to find out, he'd cut Ruby to pieces. Mm. This is our first bit of foreshadowing with regards to the sort of hierarchy uh, of the coyotes. Uh, we then see a young family roll up to the place looking for gas and oil. Uh, while wandering around, around one of them, uh, a young guy with blonde hair and sunglasses, hears something rummaging around a nearby garbage heap. The old guy fuf- then starts fulfilling his duty as the harbinger trope, uh, telling the family to forget all of this foolishness and move on to California as they are asking him for directions to a nearby silver mine, yeah, which it's... they've inherited. Yeah, because it's, uh, what is it, the, the parents' silver anniversary or some shit. Yeah, yeah, so they were... How many years is that? 25. They look a bit old to be married for 25 years, but okay. Mm. Yeah, they could have been together for a while and then married for... You know, they could have got married later. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, this this guy, very yeah. cabin in the woods when he was... Uh... Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the... <laughs> 
you know, again, this is 77, you know, a lot of these tropes are still feeling quite fresh at this point, so we're seeing a lot of, like, you know, our harbingers of death yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ruby, Ruby was asking, uh, what's this, did we actually figure out what this guy's name is? No, he's never named. I'm gonna, hang on, because I know nev- who plays him. He's named in the credits, I think, but he's never named in the actual film. Yeah, because I know who plays... I know that because I specific like, one of the ways that I take uh, notes is I'll always try and make a note of when we learn certain characters' names, because oh, no, I always I'm find that sure, interesting. I'm pretty sure Jupiter does say it at one point when he's telling Ruby that he killed him. Uh, Fred. Oh, yeah, he said Grandpa Freddy. Yeah, Fred, yeah. Yeah, so his name's Fred. <gasps> We've had a crew again, Fred. Yeah. Holy fuck. But no, um, no, so, yeah, she's asking him to, like, he's, he's planning on leaving, uh, you know this area yeah because and, again the area is now yeah. just bereft like, of please. any kind of food and water and supplies please take me with you oh what are you gonna do in was well, it society you smell like a cow yeah <laughs> <laughs> that got a laugh out of me oh yeah you'd... so meanwhile while all this this uh, harbingering is going on another member of the family who we find out is called Doug overhears Ruby talking to someone called Mercury Doug also has a fucking a killer mustache. Wow, I was gonna say the opposite. You know, sometimes oh, a mustache no. helps a guy's face. Sometimes, sometimes you have a mustache. Other times, the mustache has you. In this case, the mustache has the guy. He looks like my dad from the seventies. I've never seen photos of your dad for the seventies, but I want to see them now. Uh, there's a photograph in my house somewhere of my dad in like his fucking U.S. Navy uniform. He's rocking yeah. a big old mustache. Oh, of course he would. Anyway, <laughs> as we said. He dug over here's Ruby talking to someone called Mercury, although he goes to investigate and is quickly called back to the car by another member of the family. They all leave. Bobby. And the old guy walks through the main belt, starts walking through the main building of the gas station to find a bloody handprint on his door. Yeah, there's blood in the window as well. There's blood in the window where someone's cut themselves. You might want to check on your grandkids. One of them's cut themselves pretty bad. Yeah. He grabs a gun and says to himself, there'll be hell to pay now, <laughs> as a dilapidated car explodes and his uh, like gas like fucking petrol station slash dump I don't know it's I don't know what the fuck this building's meant uh, to be it's I weird just, I think he's just collecting shit to yeah food. but yeah there's a nice little pig in that back tra- in the back seat of the- there is yeah uh, we then see the family's car and trailer from afar while the coyotes talk to each other over the radio are they called that I think he was just referring to them as coyotes because coyotes are scavengers See, and he like, calls them he calls them coyotes. So I'm going to refer to them as the coyotes for the duration of the film. Yeah, fine. Just to have, just to give them a name other than the family or the cannibals, you know. <laughs> the feels, people. <laughs> yeah, it feels better to call them to have them an actual name. So I've the called Hilde them folk. the coyotes. Hmm. I was saying uh, the Hilda folk. The Hilda folk. I think I, I think those are fairies, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, whatever. So, the family ignore the old man's warnings and drive off of the main road and make their way to their silver mine. Uh, looking at the map, they find out that they're actually driving towards an old nuclear testing site. Nellis Air Force Base, so they're in yep. Uh, Nevada. Yep. A jet flies overhead and shortly afterwards we start to hear explosions. Uh, it looks like the family have driven right onto a bomb range. Uh, the fat other slams his foot down on the gas and in, a, an, escape to, in an attempt to escape... The incoming barrage of explosives. Oh, you, before that, though, you missed him uh, shouting at them and being like, "I'm gonna turn back!" Like, oh yeah, uh, he, he does the old he does the old father thing of, "I swear to God, if you don't behave, I'm gonna turn this car around." But we're almost at Disneyland. I don't care. <laughs> so you know. Bart Simpson slaps him in the head. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. <laughs> 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 that's the first Simpsons reference for a while <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I mean, we couldn't do any Simpsons references in the last house on the left. I don't think they touch on those sort of subjects. Uh, yeah, although they did do Cape Fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Moving on. So, he loses control of the car and crashes just off the side oh, of the road. Oh, yeah, he swerves out the way of, a fucking, out the way of a fucking rabbit. Just crush the rabbit, mate. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking tiny car. It's a fucking tiny animal. Your car is not going to get damaged it's a, from that. It's a tiny animal and you're in a station wagon. Just fucking go. Towing a fucking caravan. Worst comes to worst, you've just made stew. Fucking go for it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in a car... You know, several times we've hit small animals, didn't fucking do anything to it. It's car, actually, you know? it's, it's a genuine rule of the road. It's like one of the questions, it's one of the ah, questions you can to, answer, it's one of the questions you need to answer when you're you're doing like your theory test. Ah, if you're going to hit a deer, just fucking plow into it, mate. Yeah, if you're like, once, if you don't know it's an animal until it's like a certain fucking, dis- there's like a specific distance, basically, mm. where if you see the animal at that point, don't swerve, don't stop, you just, the safest thing for you to do for yourself and everyone in the car and on the road is to just be like, Fuck that guy. Yeah, and you might get him. Uh, there's also it. any uh, Canadians or rural Americans watching will also know that same rule apply. The the rule for if you see a moose on the road is speed the fuck up. Because the worst thing that can happen is for you to slow down and have that thing fall on top of your car and fucking crush you. Your car will be fucked, but at least you'll have a So what you want to do is you want to speed up so that you go basically take the thing's fucking legs for under it and it goes over the car and doesn't crush you. Yeah, I mean, your car might be fucked, but you'll have a meal for the next few weeks. Yeah, and you'll be alive, which is a bonus. <laughs> Moose tastes pretty good. But, uh, Moose meat is good. <laughs> but yeah, um, speaking of weird meat, you know, you can buy ostrich meat in uh, fucking Liddles. Yeah. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, they crash the car like fucking idiots. Uh, and the family are now stranded in the desert. We cut to a POV shot of one of the coyotes watching the family through binoculars. Uh, the father, who we now learn, is called Bob Carter. Big Bob. He's credited, yeah, he's credited as Big Bob. I call him Bob Senior, uh, because Big Bob to me sounds just too funny. There's Big Bob, he's gonna... Big Bob sounds, what was it we said? Big Bob sounds like a cunt you'd meet in the pub. Uh, so Bob hands a pistol to uh, the blonde kid. Bobby. Uh, the pistol in question is very obviously an M1911. Bobby and then, while gun. holding... Then, while loading a large caliber revolver that he calls a howitzer. Well, thank God they gave me this howitzer in my retirement. Oh yeah, Bob's an ex-cop, by the way, which I knew I didn't Ooh. fucking like him. And he lets you know. Oh yeah, he talks <laughs> about his days as a cop. Basically, every moment he's on, he's he, either shouting at his family or he's talking about the fact that he was a cop. That's his two modes. He says the N word. Oh yeah, he <laughs> fully. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, he drops the hard R and everything. Like, he just goes full for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he does that. Uh, Lynn, who is the one in the family with the small child. D. Wallace. Yeah, played by D. Wallace. Who is basically a mother and everything. Yeah, she's like, if you've, ever, if you've watched any 80s movie... The mum is probably played by... Yeah. She's in Cujo. She's mm-hmm. in E.T. Yep. She's the mum in Critters. The yep. only thing I've seen her in where she is not playing a mum is The Howling. So, there you go. <laughs> Great movie. It is a good movie. The sequel's hilarious. What, in the end credits where she takes... Where you see her taking her top off like to the uh, Yeah, to the beat of the, mu- of the music. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lynn goes back into the trailer to retrieve her boyfriend's and or husband's jacket. I don't think it's ever really confirmed. Give me a jacket. She then takes her time as there is a big fuck-off spider right on top of the jacket and Lynn is almost frozen with fear. 
Uh, she manages to retrieve the jacket and then stomps fuck at the spider and returns it to how we, who we now know as Doug. Apparently, Wes Craven, like he said, to, D. Wallace is apparently really scared of spiders, so uh, he said that if uh, she did this scene, he would have a spider crawling on him as well, so they did it. Which oh, comes, wow, that's which, cool. Which comes back, uh, there's another movie that we will cover by Wes Craven called uh, Deadly Blessing, where there's um, some more spider shenanigans, and Sharon Stone only did it, because... Wes Craven, Wes Craven it, said so. he would do it as well. Yeah, right, hang That's on. a class act, man. Wes Craven, nicest, one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, apparently. Yeah. Right, hang on a second. Pause. ASMR. <sighs> uh, she returns the jacket to Doug, who is in the middle of explaining that they won't be able to get a radio signal out due to the hills being full of iron. Mm-hmm. Does, it, does that ring true? I, yes. I don't know enough about radio signals to yes. know whether that's factually accurate or not. Yes. Sometimes. How come? I have no idea, but I know that oh. it works. <laughs> But, I need uh, to look that up at some point. That seems interesting. Something about the metal, maybe like yes. attracting the signal or something. I don't know. Anyway, we Bound, learn that the blonde the signal kid's bounce, name. The signal bounces off certain things. Ah, right. Okay. So we learn that the blonde kid's name is in fact Bobby. Bobby. Which leads, which led me to basically imagine him with uh, Bobby Hill's voice for the rest of the movie, which makes this film unintentionally fucking hilarious. Mm. Uh, so Doug and Bob Sr. plan to walk out from the crash site and attempt to find something that can help them. Doug making his way towards the military installation and Bob Sr. making his way back to the petrol station from the start of the movie. The mother of, mother of the family suggests that they have a moment of prayer before they head out. <laughs> uh, this is where we learn the youngest woman is called Brenda as she expresses her displeasure at the idea and is quickly reprimanded by Bobby. Yeah, that was another thing. It was like, when did, when, since when would like your brother-in-law like fucking act like you know, reprimand you about shit? It's like he's your brother-in-law. Fuck off. Oh no, Brenda and Bobby are brother, actual brother and sister. Are they? Yes. Brenda's the youngest daughter of the bunch. All right, Bobby reprimanded it. Right, yes. right, right. Sorry, I was not getting Doug. Confused with Bobby. Doug. Right, yeah. right, right. Never mind. So the family huddle. <laughs> Although up Doug and does call them mum and dad, which confused the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was like, oh, yeah. It was it was giving Sweet Home Alabama vibes. Yeah, I was like, well, maybe maybe they'll fit right in with these fucking. Uh, people <laughs> yeah, with these <laughs> with these incestuous cannibalistic motherfuckers. By the way, the mother literally is, the mother is played by somebody called Virginia Vincent. Which yes, is a fucking. It's a Great phenomenal name. name. She was in... Proper Golden Age of Hollywood style name. She was in The Return of Dracula. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I... Right, well, move, moving on. The family huddle up and pray as we cut to a wide shot of the crash site. We then hear the coyotes over the radio. They stuck good. Easy pickings now. Uh, the remaining family prove themselves to be very irresponsible dog owners as they sit around the crash site eating lunch and laughing about the time that one of their German shepherds killed a poodle. Yeah, and they were like, Ah, daddy was so angry because you had to pay for a dead dog's rent bills. To, yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck you, you killed someone's best friend, you prick. I do get the feeling, though, that these dogs might have been Polish dogs. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know. Uh, the two dogs are named Beauty and The Beast. Kind of cute name aims when you have them both together. Unfortunately, if Beauty fucks off, you're left with The Beast, which in Scottish colloquialism makes it funny as fuck. Aye. Beauty and Pedo. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and Gary Glitter. Uh, <laughs> Beauty and Jeffrey Jones. Hey, it's a motherfucking callback. Right. <laughs> Brenda goes to check on Beauty, who hasn't stopped barking throughout this entire scene. Well, as soon as she opens the door, Doug makes a br- the dog makes a break for it. <laughs> yeah, Doug, Doug, the fucking no, uh, Doug mustache D. man. No, he just runs up the hill. <laughs> 
Tearing across the desert as Bobby gives chase, uh, Beauty manages to find one of the coyotes. The coyotes. Meanwhile, Bobby makes his way up through the hills looking for his lost dog. He hears what sounds like Beauty attacking something and in a very short whine. Is it Pluto that killed him? Uh, no, I think it's Mercury because he's the one that's on watch. Oh no, yeah, it is Pluto that kills him because later on he says... No, that's what, no, he that's what he you said. thought he said. No, no. so it's, no, it's Mercury, that, that, Mercury right, that kills okay. the dog, yeah. So uh, he then sees some loose rocks falling from higher up the mountain, goes up to investigate, finds a bloody handprint at the top of the rocky hill, very similar to the one that... Uh, old Fred found previously Old Fred He then finds the mutilated corpse of beauty Fair warning This film does contain a graphic depiction of a dead German Shepherd It looks fake It looks fake as fuck but it's still a deep dug and that upsets people So we need to reference it So oh, let's see. Here we go So we get a pretty decent jump scare as we hear one the coyote jump out at Bobby and immediately cut to Bobby running away. So we don't see the no, guy always, that jumps out. All we see, all we is, see like is just a... like the bush rustling and then... Yeah, well, it's Mercury. You kind of see this at the beginning um, when uh, the family are at the gas station. He's, he's wearing like a big fucking... He's supposed to be on watch, so he's kind of camouflaged. So he is kind of yeah, wearing... Yeah, so he's wearing like, like this big kind of like black coat. Looks like he's wearing a ghillie suit. or something, yeah. Looks like he's wearing a fucking homemade ghillie suit. And pretty shit. much, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Alright, so Bobby manages is to manages to run down quite a bit of the hill before eventually just eating shit. We then cut to night time. Uh, the girls are now the only one left at camp. Mother Carter tries to get a message out using a CB radio, but she can't quite remember the quick turns, stating Maypole. Maypole, 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 instead of Mayday, which is unbelievably cute they've and just, funny. They've also just revealed themselves to be secret Wicker Man cultists. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the coyote... Well, it answers the signal and starts heavy breathing down the end of the line. <laughs> like a big fucking pervert. Less, <laughs> less of that. You're going to freak out. I had somebody do that to me down the phone when I was at the call centre. Uh... I had that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it was just a cunt with asthma. Anyway, cut to Brenda as she walks through the night with beast in tow. Searching for Bobby and, of course, beauty. Uh, Brenda is currently carrying the pistol that was originally given to Bobby. We get another jump scare as Bobby emerges from the darkness and is completely unresponsive to Brenda despite her trying desperately to get his attention. Cut to Bob Senior. Bobby. He's made it to the gas station. <laughs> Fuck you. I just like saying Bobby, man. Get Bobby. Bobby. It's that fucking voice you put on. Bobby. <laughs> oh, Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he says it in the movie, though. I know, right, anyway. Cut to Bob Senior. He has made it to the gas station, but no one else seems to be there. Uh, he tries to use the phone, but the line is disconnected before he is shot at from behind. Kapow! <laughs> Not this noise a gun makes. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. Bob returns fire, but isn't quick enough to get a look at his would-be killer. There's a short standoff where they're just kind of waiting at either side of the door. Yeah, he then opens the door to find... And the old owner of the gas station, Fred. who we know as Fred, hanging by his neck. Oh, fuck, I love this exchange from He's like, do you always try to stop insurers by hanging yourself? Yeah. <laughs> he helps him down, then saying, I should have left you hanging after you took a shot at me. He replies, I thought you were someone else. Bob tells the old man that the family are doing just fine back at the trailer, to which Fred replies, like hell they are. 
Ah, hell yeah. He, this guy, his name is John Steadman, right? He's got a He's proper brilliant. fucking alky nose. Oh, yeah, proper big red fucking Rudolph alky nose. Holy shit, Rudolph the reindeer was just an alky. Rudolph the alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So, moving on. We then (laughs) cut back to Bobby and Brenda. Brenda asks him if he found beauty. Bobby lies and says she must have run off. We then get another POV shot from within a nearby bush. It would appear that the coyotes are on the hunt. Back to Bob Senior at the gas station where the owner fills him in on, on his personal history. Apparently he used to have a wife and kids. The first kid was perfect, more so than he could ever believe. But the second one, and I quote, was so damn big, he came out sideways and almost tore or poor Martha apart. Now I know that's supposed to be a tragic line, but the way that this guy says it, I was fucking pushing myself, man. Like, that was just... You don't see this shit, I'm called a midwife. Apparently, their house burned down in the year 1939, and and his daughter and wife were both burnt to a crisp, but the son was absolutely fine. Old Fred blamed his son and split his face open with a tire iron. Mm -hmm. Thinking he'd killed him, he left his body in the desert. Only to be... He haunted. Only for his son to meet... uh, What was the exact words he used? Uh, he said the wild man could have grown up. The wild kid could have grown up to be a no. The wild kid. kid grew up to be a wild man, yeah, and, and he he uh, old enough to kidnap a whore that nobody would miss. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, which is horrifying. So the so we then see a wild man who will later learn as Papa Jupe. Papa Jupe. Yeah, it's the or Jupiter. That is uh, Fred's son. Breaks through the window and beats the old guy to death. With a tire. <laughs> with a with a crowbar. Yeah, crowbars. Yeah. They then and get a very Friday the thirteenth moment uh, as Bob Senior open walks walks out of the building to investigate what the fuck just happened. Yeah, because for and all, the door he, all he saw, because all, all he, he saw, saw was just him getting pulled out the window. Yeah, into the void. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and a door creaks open and you can see Fred just st- basically pinned to the door with the crowbar through his fucking chest. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Cut back to the trailer. The family discussed their efforts to get help, including the heavy breather, which the mother dismisses as static. Papa Jupe then manages to catch Bob Sr. and radios to the other coyotes saying, We about ready. We ready. Cut to the coyote camp. Ruby is chained up outside as punishment for having ran away. We then see Papa Jupe full on torturing Bob Sr. by like shoving a cactus in his mouth and shit. Well, it's it, fucking where, brutal. Isn't that where, um, you know, Ruby's talking about dog ghosts and shit? With Mama. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, Mama looks a lot like it. Rob Zombie, we, I said this in the last house thing, Rob Zombie took a lot of shit F- from Yeah, a lot of shit from this in last house, yeah. Yeah, like, there's, there's that one Firefly brother who, uh, he's the one that shoots out the tires with the bow and arrow and shit. He's yeah, dre- yeah. He's dressed like these people. Very much so, yeah. Especially one of these. Uh, and again, uh, Mama Firefly Mama. is very similar to, uh, at least in des- like design wise and like almost kind of personality wise. Uh, it's quite sim- wise because she's dressed up just like. Yeah, it's quite similar to the mother in this movie. <laughs> just an alky. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, an abusive alky. Yes, but you know. You don't like dog. Yeah. Uh, we then cut back to Bobby feeding the. Th- the fire before walking back in the trailer and trying to get Doug to talk to about him to talk to him about what he saw in the hills. Uh, Doug and Lynn just blow him off completely and go to have sex in the station wagon. 
uh, while another of the coyotes, who will later learn, um, it's named Pluto. Played by Michael Berryman. Or yes. John Berryman. Michael Berryman? I can't remember. He's on the poster. He's the guy that looks yeah. like... Yeah. Uh, she siphons out the petrol from the station wagon. Effectively, completely stranding them. Michael Berryman. Bobby then emerges from the trailer to look for the beast, armed with the M1911. Bobby, as well, is wearing some of the best double denim I've ever seen. Oh, fucking peak 70s double denim. Yeah. And did you notice that Doug, as well, uh, he was wearing some fucking Daisy Duke jeans at one point. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Getting his fucking ass. There's like a fucking... belter of an ass. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does, right? And, you know. It's like a peach. There's a straight man. Nice ass. There's a bisexual man. Nice ass. Uh, one of the coyotes has managed to get inside the trailer and finds an axe. He then raids the fridge for food and drinks. I believe this is also Pluto that's doing all this. Yeah, it's Pluto. Back at the car, Bobby tells Lynn and Doug that Beauty is, in fact, dead. Wait, he's raiding the fridge and he's got all this... Uh... He's got, like, all this different, like, cola and mints and just different food. <laughs> that mints look pretty good. But, did, uh, yeah, yeah, until cola. he started scanning it raw, which oh, that was, was like... That was, oh, that was Mars. But, uh, no, like, fucking... Uh, he had all these classy 1970s cans of Coca-Cola. And then A&W root beer. A&W root right beer. Right in the middle. One singular can. Just sat there. Oh, I fucking love A&W root beer. I know it's not the best root beer brand for for you Americans before you start crucifying me, but, uh, you know, it's one of the easiest ones to get over here. <laughs> so, True, know, yeah. Get yeah. that shit. I actually prefer uh, Barks or Mug root beer, but, uh, yeah. A&W is all I can get from farm foods. And so. I have taste, so I drink Iron Brew. Iron Brew, uh, Iron Brew is what <laughs> I get too, but you know. Fuck your root beer. Uh, we then hear this massive explosion followed by the sounds of Bob Sr. screaming hey, for his f- wife. What the fuck did they blow up? I think it's maybe like a petrol can or something, because we see him like clearly having been like burned alive. Well, yeah, because he's set on fire because of the explosion, but like, what did they blow up? What th- like a petrol can or something. Uh, do they do that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, where were we? Ah, uh, yeah. So this is where this uh, it's the, this point in the movie that we finally learn the family matriarch's name. Oh, come on! You, you skipped over the the whole fucking crucifixion. That comes later. No, he got crucified. Then he got set on fire. Nope, we don't see that until oh, they actually find his body. Well, no, because they crucified- the took it. Not because two of the coyotes are now in the trailer. We learn that the big one is called Pluto, and they have one is called Mars they continue no, to look no I swear to Christ the, the family cru- then find Bob burning yeah, you, alive yes, on the cactus this is where Papa, we see him no, on the cactus but you see crucified. Papa doing that to him no you see him shoving the cactus in his throat yeah, you don't actually then see him then he's hammering nails into his hands onto the rock you see that shit you do <laughs> I must have been taking notes at the time because I don't remember seeing you that you do shit. no but you do like after he shoves the cactus in his mouth the next thing he does is he takes him over to where the tree or the rock wherever the fuck it is and he starts hammering nails into his hands yes yeah, I must have been taking notes at that point because I did not see any of that oh well it's fucking brutal <laughs> mm. well he does it so anyway as you say, the family eventually find Bob Sr. burning alive on the cactus. Meanwhile, Mars and Pluto continue to ransack the trailer, and Pluto smashes the place to fuck, and like just starts wrecking the place outright, and Mars discovers Lynn's baby. Baby fat. Ethel sobs hysterically at the sight of her burnt husband, uh, and Bobby leaves with the pistol to hunt down the coyotes. That is one of the best lines, though, where he's looking at the baby, and he's like, baby fat, you fat. That comes a little later. What is it? He says, uh... Baby fat, you fat, fat and juicy. There we go. That comes later, though. <laughs> this is, it's in this scene that we're actually talking about right now, where Mark, where, where Ethel, 
Oh, and I think Lynn are back at the the trailer. They see Mars and uh, fucking thing me. Mm. Pluto, like ransacking the place. Mars shoots Ethel with the revolver that they stole off of Bob. I don't think it's funny when Pluto jumps out of the van. One of them yeah. actually goes, "What was that?" It's like, yeah, it's a dude. It's like it's a guy. <laughs> clearly, it is just a guy. He has no hair and no fingernails, but it's clearly a man. <laughs> oh shit! No fingernails. I never noticed that. Yeah, also has no sweat glands. So like when he was Mad. filming this, uh, they had to like keep him cool because they're in the middle of the fucking desert. Poor bastard. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Mars then gives the baby to Pluto before grabbing Brenda and attempting to shoot her, but the gun's empty now. Uh, Lynn ends up getting shot in the struggle trying to protect the baby and immediately dies. Not Ethel, she gets shot twice. She gets shot twice and then dies, yeah. Ethel manages to hold yeah, on she, a little yeah, bit longer. She gets shot once, then she stabs Mars in the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, upon finding the bodies, Doug runs out into the night screaming... Why are you doing this to us? What do you want? Awesome. And a phenomenal bit of acting. Bobby as well, when he run, when he goes off into the night, he just kind of walks off with his gun. Doug's like, where are you going? He's like, you're not my father. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, get them. Pluto then runs through the hills with baby Catherine in tow. Uh, he then has a conversation with Mercury regarding their plans to eat the baby, a la Fat Bastard in the Austin Powers films. I'm going to do a joke where I eat the toes. Yeah. We always laugh at you, Mercury. We should, uh, we should mention Mercury is probably... Mentally, mentally handicapped. Yeah, at least he's played that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mercury later gets pushed off of his perch, but he's watching by Beast. Yeah. To which I put German Shepherd, aka the Big Dog, to the rescue. Yeah. Fucking love dogs. What What did I put? What did I say for that? What was it? Call that. Go on. Call him Philip Schofield because he's coming for that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> Cut back to the trailer for a pretty great bit of acting from Undug once again as he stares at his daughter's empty crib. Keep Meanwhile, the coyotes gather around the child, referring to it as a young Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, Mercury yeah. isn't answering his radio. Yeah, surprise, they, sir, fucking prize. They brought back the body of uh, Big Ed as well. Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. No, Big Big Bob. Big oh, Bob, yeah. yeah. Big Ed, that's the character from Twin Peaks. What the yeah, fuck? what the fuck? Uh, I will mention as well, though, see when uh, Big Bobby is uh, dying on the ground, right? Yeah. Um, is they, they they did this thing where to make it look like he's you know still smoking you know, yeah yeah on fire but it's clear that they just had somebody right before they they cut you know yeah yeah just yeah somebody standing with his, with their hand with like a flame just being like <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh, and uh, they asked for whiskey. well like people at either side of him just with like cigars just going fucking <laughs> get it, get it. <laughs> Big Bob, do you want one of these uh, joints? Big Bob, that, Big Bob dies for real because he's asthmatic. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's great acting, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're really good at having a heart attack, Bob. Help. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bob. That's incredible. Keep rolling. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> oh, <all> right. <laughs> Wes Craven's just sitting there like, I know you're loving this shit right here. <laughs> B.I.G. Bob is right here. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> fucking hell. So, back at the trailer, the lights suddenly go out and Brenda can hear the coyotes outside. So, Bobby fires his gun through the main door, sm- shattering the window. Doug then leaves the trailer with Bobby covering him. They managed to find none other wait, 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 outside we did, uh, we did, than uh, Beast. We did skip over 
actually talking about when uh, I mean you mentioned it but we did skip over when they're in the trailer and they're stealing the baby and there's the whole fight and shit that shit's fucking tense oh yeah no it's fucking unreal like the actual the... fight scene itself because it's very it's obviously quite claustrophobic because it's this tiny wee RV it's mm-hmm. like a knife fight in a phone book it's just fucking mad and they they're constantly cutting. smashing off the back off of the sides of the thing like plates are smashing they're stabbing each other and the music's that really 70s synth you know that's yeah again another kind of John Carpenter connection the soundtrack here is very much uh, like his kind of bag and then they keep cutting to the baby as well so you're like oh shit's going on oh yeah yeah ah uh, what the fuck it's just, are they get it's just a very well done action sequence that's good yeah where was it Ah, yeah. So, Doug leaves the trailer. After the fight, Doug leaves the trailer with Bobby covering him. They find the beast outside the trailer holding onto a radio. Yeah. Uh, this is where... I, I can't there remember... Is like- a, there is an exchange when they're... When, you know, they, 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 they've exited the, the RV. Yeah. And he's like, was that the beast? I don't know. And it's just the way they say it. He's like, I don't think that was the beast. It just made me think like they're just like... They're just hunting the pedo. Is that the pedo rummaging around in <laughs> the bushes? <laughs> or he was just... It's not me. <laughs> I didn't do it. So we then get a phenomenal monologue from Papa Jupe. I, do you know the name of the actor that plays this guy? He doesn't have can a Wikipedia page, but I can... Because uh... he gives a phenomenal performance uh, delivering a monologue James to Whitworth. Bob... James Whitworth. Yeah, James Whitworth fucking kills it in this scene as he delivers a monologue to Bob Senior's burnt corpse uh, which they have now cooked even further and is being served uh, among <laughs> out to the family uh, the monologue ends with Papa Jupe giving orders to the rest of his kids and leaving the camp to hunt down the remaining family cut to the following morning is that after they find out that Mercury's dead? That's this is the scene where they find out that Mercury's dead yeah mm. and then in response they're like Fuck these guys. Yeah, he's like, who killed my boy? Yeah. Like, well, well uh, you kind of killed our mum, dad, pal, wife, maybe our kid, we don't know yet. Uh, yeah, well. Long boy. way until we're even, big man. Uh, my boy! <laughs> my boy! My boy! That's a fucking throwback, yeah. <laughs> my boy! My boy! <laughs> Um, cut we, don't, to the, we don't even know if that fucking happens in Pumpkinhead, you know? <laughs> no, still haven't watched it. Uh, cut to the morning as Doug runs through the Rocky Hills with Beast as some cop show sounding music fucking oh, plays. Uh, he sees Papa Jupe and Pluto running yeah, down the yeah. hill and radios to warn Bobby. Yeah, the composer just saw in the script, man runs with Beast and just assumed that I just assumed cop. it was a cop show <laughs> chasing a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happens man it's that funky fucking bass that you hear in all those 70s cop shows whoa he's fucking, chasing the pedophile fucking Columbo ass soundtrack he's chasing like. the pedophile through the desert <laughs> exciting fuck's sake uh, it's at this point that we confirm that Ethel has uh, succumbed to her wounds and is now dead oh yeah fucking Bobby as well man he's trying to use the fucking radio oh yeah Bobby radios for help uh, at first it seems like he's managed to get through to the no, air no, force this is, before, this is before then like, oh Bobby, go on like Bobby is doing the radio stuff and like yeah uh, this is where we find out that uh, Ethel's dead but oh, Bobby God, doesn't yeah. know and fucking his yeah, sister's like his sister comes through crying, like, crying and like, she turns <laughs> around and just tells her to shut the fuck up yeah and then he turns around and just does an oh no like he just shat himself yeah like he he sees that his mum's dead. Turns around to face the camera, and 
the look that he gives... It's a very soap opera acting. It's, it's almost like... He doesn't look sad. He looks disappointed. He's just like... Oh, I've missed It's that expression of just like... Oh, no. I've just shit my favourite underwear. Oh, that's ruined those trousers, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Those yeah. were Calvin Klein's yeah, as well, motherfucker. He actually like, shouts at his sister a couple of times like that when she's oh, like, yeah. fucking in hysterics, you know? Oh, yeah, he treats, her like, he treats her like shit for the majority of this movie. So then, <laughs> once again, Bobby, Bobby continues to radio for help, and at first it seems like he's managed to get through to the Air Force, and they're asking him, what are your defensive capabilities at this time? He tells them, uh, we have a gun, but there's only two bullets left. Where are you? He says, we're on a trailer surrounded by mountains. It's like, okay... I'll tell you what to do. Stand on your head. And Bobby goes, okay, stand on your head, and that's code for... And the voice replies, stand on your head and stick your thumb up your ass. It's fucking Pluto. Turns out it's Pluto. Uh, Bobby and Brenda realise that they're talking to the coyotes stick and they've just admitted up. that they have no real way of defending themselves. Stand on your head and stick your fingers up your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed I get... haven't done any of those yet at all. What? Fucking, he's called Pluto. Oh, no, oh yeah, there hasn't been any Disney oh, jokes goofy. yet. That's goofy, never mind. Yeah, Pluto's the one that's like an actual dog. So <laughs> we then cut to Doug, who gives a motivational speech to Beast and sends him after the coyotes. He fully, he gives him the full like halftime team talk. He's like, right, yeah, okay, he goes, yeah, he goes searching down. for like, Sorry. yeah, they go searching for like where the family live. Right? Yeah, because you know if anybody's gonna find a missing kid, it's a beast. So. <laughs> 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 fucking no that joke's staying in that joke's good and it made you fucking lose you made you fucking lost, lost your shit so we're keeping that one in so Doug gives a motivational speech to the beast and sends him after the coyotes meanwhile Bobby and Brenda <laughs> begin setting a trap now we're just picturing Jeffrey Jones running on all fours just fucking <laughs> chasing these people <laughs> I can't do it, my throat's fucked. <laughs> Alright, I thought you were trying to do the last house theme there for a second. No. <laughs> the Jeffrey so, Jones show! <laughs> fuck off. Where's your kids? So, beast hunched. The Jeffrey Jones show was being cancelled. I, I need an adult. <laughs> Not Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> right. Uh, Beast manages to find Pluto and bring him down to the ground, biting the fuck out of his ankle. Like, proper holding in and like ripping away at him before Papa Drip manages to oh, fire yeah. a gun in his general we, direction. You should mention, though, that you, you said, like, when you see Papa Drip and uh, Pluto running. Oh yeah, to the, towards the camera. You just said it had very uh, uh, Monty Python in the. Oh no, that's later on. Where that's later on when you see oh, Papa Drip running towards the the uh, caravan. Uh, but I got that before that because they used yeah. the same footage of him and of him running towards it twice. Yeah, and it looks like that uh, the the bit in Holy Grail with the oh, was it Sir Lancelot? I think I don't know. I can't boring. remember. Whatever one fucking John Cleese plays, and it's a. Like, just a boom, 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 bo
All these, all these a bunch people, of posh wankers anyway. All these pricks that think that having a sense of humour is just reciting Monty Python bits can go fuck themselves, I hate them. Fair. Also, apparently these uh, these uh, inbred hillbillies have good taste in whiskey. Oh yeah, the the mother's constantly drinking J&B. Where did they get that from? I don't know. Well, they did, well I suppose they got it from the Air Force Base. So there was the whiskey and oh yeah probably yeah whiskey and radio was there so the Air Force uh, officially sponsored by Jane B yeah <laughs> douchebags so Jupe manages to fire his gun in the general direction of Beast doesn't manage to hit Beast though that makes a ricochet noise which is weird because he's firing at fucking sand but okay and stones yeah so it could yeah, yeah. We have a pretty gnarly... Uh... After this... Yeah, we get a very fucking gnarly, like, close-up look at the damage that Beast done. He's fucking pulling down his little bone. That's yes! Like, uh, it's fucked up. It's pretty gross. Uh, it actually got get... me a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kind of recoiled a little bit at it as well. It's kind of... It's really well done. Jupe <laughs> uh, then gives the order. Kill the baby. Kill the baby. <laughs> Do the roar. Kill yeah. the baby. Uh, Ruby suddenly grows a conscience out of fucking nowhere. Well, she's kind of got the conscience from the start of the movie because she wants to leave, right? Ah, yeah, but how did she come to this conclusion? Because she's been raised from birth by these people, right? So all she really knows is, like, hunting and killing people and stealing through the Air Force and all that kind of yeah. shit. There's a, there's a modern example of this, and I find it awful. Right? Go on. There's a movie that came out last year or the year before called Umma. Well, it's, a, okay. it's, it's a ghost it's produced by Sam Raimi it's a ghost movie right. with uh, Sandra Oh you know the yeah yeah I know uh, what you're talking about yeah. so she uh, has a daughter in the movie and like the daughter has never been outside their farm she's never been to school never encountered any other people her age and yet she still talks like hey mom what are we gonna do today bruh you know it's like yeah she still off. talks with like the modern vernacular yeah, it's like where are you getting this shit from you know what, yeah. what the fuck right this is kind of like that where it's like where are you getting your ideas of morality from yeah who's teaching you because it sure as fuck ain't grandpa it... fred because <laughs> he's just a drunk old man yeah where the fuck are you getting all this shit from? I don't know. It makes no sense to You're me. You're not listening to the radio because there's no fucking signal. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't really get from this movie, but, you know. It's yeah. very small. But so, yeah, she grows a consciousness and when Mercury goes to retrieve the baby from Ruby, she's she like a moody teenager. It's kind of funny. He's like, Ruby, get me there. Go get it. And she's like, what? Fine. You know what? What is it? <laughs> and she's like, oh, fine. And then goes, there's an old moody teenager thing and fucking stomping off. So we get this whole thing. She kind of fucking stomps off, comes out with a with something wrapped in a blanket, gives it to Mercury, and fucks off. Mercury unwraps the blanket, and it turns out she's been given, he's been given, pig in a blanket. It's kind of funny, like he. So he, now this is a festive movie. Yeah, it's kind of funny though. Like in anger, he he smacks the table, but you know you don't see what he actually smacks. So I just assume he's smacking the pig. <laughs> he's just fucking slapping it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, piggy! <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of a bitch slap now, here's the pig slap. <laughs> the swine slap. Is that a backhand or a... Hmm? Is that a backhand or a palm slap? No, you just kick them in the face. Oh, God. The swine slap, you just fucking hoof them. <laughs> you just stab it. <laughs> Fuck. Just infect them with the flu and then run. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> swine flu, dude. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway... So, Merkel then gives chase only to see Mama Jupe with blood running down her forehead having been knocked out by Ruby. Back to Bobby and Brenda as they continue to set their trap using their dead mother as bait. And Brenda is 
to understandably kind of freaked bawling out her eyes out and quite freaked out by the fact that they're using their mum as bait. Having to carry her dead body into a lawn chair. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> we then go back to Pluto, who is continually being hunted down by beasts. This is shot like a fucking scene from Predator, where like you see Pluto like kind of panicking and running from like and sort yeah, of crawling all, around all from place him, to place. All we need is him going about going like, gotta have me some fun. Gotta have me some fun. Yeah. Have all we need is a fucking. Well, I can't do the actual like clicking noise, but that fucking thing, like the fucking division changes. When the yeah, gonna have me some fun. Gonna have me some fun tonight. And I would say like he's a fucking tragic death scene. He's he's trying to shave his face, but he's got no facial hair, so he would just cut himself. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah, eventually, as the dog's kind of like playing with him, basically, he eventually manages to jump at Pluto and bite him in the. Fucking well, throw! No, no, no. Right before that, though, we've had cat scares before. Jump scares with cats. This yeah. First ever instance of a rabbit scare. Oh yeah, we got a jump scare. We had a rabbit jumping out of the bush. I think it's the same rabbit that they avoided. Oh yeah, but uh, which inevitably saves their life. So they've done a good thing. Rabbits still taste pretty good, though. They do, yeah. <laughs> so then, after the rabbit jump scare, the dog then jumps into frame and bites Pluto in the fucking throat. Beast just went for the jugular. Oh, shit. <laughs> and yeah, Pluto dies. He bleeds out on the ground. Mm. And that's it. That's Pluto well, done. Well. Unless the sequel, uh, obviously, yeah. But <laughs> for the purposes of this movie, Pluto is dead. There's also a weird thing with this movie where like, uh, and the, po- mm, yeah. There is a weird thing with this movie where Pluto, Michael Berryman, you know, He's often put on the poster. And you, yeah, he's always he's, put in the poster and, and like, the treated trailers. like he's the main character, but mm. he's in the film for like a grand total of like 10 minutes. He's not, even that. Yeah, he's not even like the main... He's not the main bad guy. That's Papa Jupe. Yeah, it's very strange to me. I guess he's not even like the main enforcer or anything like that. Yeah, that that's Mars. <laughs> that's Mars, yeah. Pluto's just the... Pluto's uh, just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. He's just the most striking of the bunch, I think, like visually. Yeah. He's in a... He's a pretty cool guy by yeah. all accounts. He's in a... Um, He's in a couple of Twisted Sister videos. Oh, yeah. Fucking using the X-Files and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, apparently, he was very excited to get the role of this because he really likes uh, Universal Monster movies. So like, oh, yeah. He loves that shit. Yeah. So, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, we then see Brenda and Bobby putting the finishing touches on their trap. Uh, this trap includes leaving the gas on in the trailer and attaching matchsticks to the bottom of the door see, we don't even see and a strip on the that. floor we don't even see him doing that until fucking what's his face until up? yeah he tries it yeah we also oh, see them basically rigging up a snare to the car's now broken wheel so that when he hits the gas the snare will retract which works like a fucking charm and they manage to and they manage to catch themselves a jupe. Yeah, but... A papa they, jupe. They're fucking idiots when they do it, though, because... Because uh, they don't check the gas. Well, no, before that, even before that, what's what's her name, the girl? Um, Brenda. Brenda is on top of the car. She's on the roof. Yeah, watching him. Basically like, do it now! Do it now! <laughs> he's like, yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, thanks thanks for the warning, big man. Steps to the side. <laughs> Full well, plan's fucked. Well, yeah. But no, they managed to get him and kind of drag him across the floor, which would hurt like fuck. It looks pretty fun, though. It's not. I know, but if there was a way to make it, you know, if there was not a way to make it fatal, safe, then yeah, it would be. Yeah. I would fucking do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. It's where a lot of padding. We then we then see the aforementioned trap with the gas, and we then cut to 
uh, Brenda and Bobby watching this all go down. Yeah, because they, see... they have to run through the the caravan to get them in there. Yeah. Um, it's like, Hold your nose. Yeah. Go out the back. Yep. We then see the caravan explode. Pretty good explosion. Oh, it's a fantastic explosion. At first, it appears they've got them. But when they go to investigate the wreckage, Bobby can't find a body anywhere. And she's screaming, Bobby, don't leave me! Bobby, yeah. don't go in there! Bobby! Jup jumps up from old, off frame and starts fighting with Bobby. And this is where our two versions differed. Yes. Because you watched the version with the alternate ending, which yep. swaps about out the events a little bit. I watched the theatrical version. Mm. So, essentially, for yourself... The following, the next two scenes happened in reverse. Yeah. For for the version that you watched. Yep. So anyway, there's a big fight between Jupe and Bobby, and then eventually Brenda manages to get herself an axe and cracks Jupe right across the back with it. Effectively, putting he, he, him, he, getting he, him off of Bobby, who then fires two shots in his chest, killing him for good. Jupe also like fucking pulls out uh, an expertly pulled off scoop slam oh yeah yeah I don't know if this guy if was, anyone here is a fan of wrestling I don't know if this guy was a wrestler in a past life or something or in a past career yeah but he fucking nails it uh, he, he, yeah he pulls off pretty well I was like ah yeah that would make a nice noise on the mat but you know nothing happens so. yeah because there's a, no mat <laughs> you ever taken a scoop slam I've never done wrestling at all oh pretty have painful. you yeah nice pretty painful <laughs> I can imagine so the mat is a lot harder than you think it is oh yeah <laughs> We used to have to do like fucking uh, forward rolls and that shit, and that's that stuff even hurt. Yeah. So you know, like it has just enough give to be like springy for you to do for it to not like kill you, but like yeah, it's essentially just one giant springboard. Like it's not actually like a like a lot of people assume it's like a fucking trampoline. It's not. No, it's literally just wooden boards. Yeah, it's a springboard. It's basically. wooden. No, it's wooden boards resting on uh, metal. Uh, Imagine that's like laid out like that. Yeah. Cross beams. Aye. It's uh, wooden boards laid on that. Then there's a fucking what is what sometimes like a canvas or a gym mat put on top of that. Maybe give it a little bit more give. Yeah. What I was on was just a canvas. So, <laughs> so it fucking hurt. Right, we then go back to Doug, who is currently in a fight with Mercury. Uh, he starts flinging rocks at him, landing an absolute fucking belter of a hit right to his head before he runs away. Should have had a career as a pitcher, boy. Should have done, yeah. He also, before that though, he also uh, jumps out of him from behind a bush with a rock. Yeah. He's then like, uh, does a... He likes rocks. Yeah. He likes Dwayne Johnson. He's a, he's a fun guy. No one likes Dwayne Johnson. Except for Dwayne Johnson. I like Dwayne Johnson. Fuck you. Yeah, he's a... I just don't like his movies. Yeah, his movies are shit, but I like Dwayne Johnson. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I don't know. Seems kind of weird. Like a bit of an egoist. Aye, undoubtedly, but you know. <laughs> but who isn't in Hollywood? Except for Keanu Reeves. And Adam Sandler. And Mel... Why was I going to say Mel Gibson? Wes Craven. What the fuck? Wes Craven. You are definitely wrong with that last one, pal. I don't know, Mel Gibson. Uh, uh. <laughs> the fucking biggest of the bunch, man. Yeah, I know. Fuck me. Anyway. So, we then see Ruby hiding amongst the rocks while Mercury searches for Doug. Doug jumps out, we get another fight between Mer- the two of them, and then the baby starts crying, Wee. giving away the position in which uh, Ruby and itself were hiding. <laughs> Phenomenal side effects. 
Uh, Mercury takes off but is eventually chased down by Doug and the two grapple Doug's, on the ground. Doug's fucking funny. Doug in is this. A, yeah. I don't I don't get it. But like, he's running away from Mars. He's like, oh Jesus, this guy just doesn't quit. <laughs> yeah. And then then you see like this massive big fuck off rattlesnake, right? Oh yeah. And, and he, he looks turns, at the, he has he the most the knife v- down. He places yeah. his knife down, right? He turns around. He turns away. See where Mars is. Yeah. And when he turns back to collect the knife, he, he has the most the, genuine reaction. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, this is one hundred percent what was it? He sees it and he just. Shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> as you as you said yourself, it is the most realistic reaction I think I've ever seen to someone getting a fright by something. <laughs> like none of this, like fucking hands in the air. Ah, none of that. But just oh shit! <laughs> 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 ah, it made me laugh. Oh yeah, it was yeah. fucking great. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, is it? It's chasing them Mars. Yeah, yeah. Mars and the phone's like, I got you stuck between where they breed, boy. <laughs> See this place, snakes fuck here. Yeah. <laughs> How do snakes fuck? Carefully. Do they have a cock? I don't fucking know. Hmm. Or are they like birds where they just kind of line up I the don't ho- fucking where know. Where they just kind of line up the holes and just squirt. I don't fucking know. Mm. So we then see Doug and... And... I've called him Mercury, but it's not Mercury, it's Mars. Mars, yeah. Mercury's Ma- dead. Mercury was dead by that point, yeah. <laughs> was that another Pulp Fiction reference? Yeah. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. I was, I was watching Pulp Fiction the other night. That's, I, oh. <laughs> Where are you now? <laughs> what a fucking surprise. Do you see a sign outside that says dead fella storage? Fucking hell. The fear that I just experienced when you fucking started that quote, my days, man. I wouldn't say the N word. What are you talking about? Like, and and my logical thinking brain knows that you would never say that word because I know you're not a prick. However, as soon as you started saying that shit, <laughs> logic flew out the window and the fear crept in. Right, that was fucking terrifying. I actually quoted Pulp Fiction the other day this morning when I was actually drinking a cup of coffee. I was like, well, "That's some gourmet that's some shit." Gourmet and my shit. Mom just looked at me like, "What the fuck? Huh, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> it's some fucked up, so, repugnant shit. So, <laughs> so Doug and Mars end up grappling on the ground and trying desperately to get at the advantage. Right, this made me uh, wince when he fucking. Mars eventually manages to get on on top of him and starts laying into yeah, Doug. Yeah, but he gets, he gets on top of him because, like, fucking, what's his name, Doug? He like reaches into Mars's knife wound in his leg. Yeah, and, like, and he actually pulls something out. I feel like it's like a bit of muscle or something, and just like ah, ah, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Eventually, shall I, what hap- happens is it? Ruby leaves. To live, boy. Ruby says. leaves while Elmar's is on top of, of Doug trying to drive a knife down into him, but they're doing the classic like fucking knife struggle thing. Uh, saving Private Ryan if it ended well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ruby goes away, grabs a fucking rattlesnake, and then essentially forces it to bite Mars. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's a really unique... Cat. I don't think I've seen anything like that ever. Uh, in, like, a horror movie where they've, like, used something like that as a weapon, like, deliberately, like... Yeah, I can't say... I've like that. I can't say I've ever seen that I, before. I can't think of anything. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking cool. It's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty good. So, Mars falls down dead. We then get a shot No, of, he doesn't fall down dead. Fucking... Oh, no, he falls down to then Doug gets up on top of him and stabs the ever-loving fuck out of him. He turns yeah. his chest into a pincushion. 
see that cunt skin has the same consistency as a fucking colander you get a POV shot from Mars's perspective of yeah and you just see the knife being like going die 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 oh Friday the 13th yeah he's doing the fucking Corey Feldman die yeah (laughs) die die that's a really good impression (laughs) that's really close to what Corey Feldman actually sounds like in that movie (laughs) holy fuck I didn't know you had that in you <laughs> and judging by the look in your face, you didn't know you had it in you either. <laughs> well, I don't know a lot of things about me. Gear. Gear. Fucking last house, man. Jacob's on the gear. <laughs> <laughs> So Doug finishes the job by repeatedly stabbing Merck in the chest and the movie, or the theatrical version of the movie ends, I should say, with a red freeze frame which fades into the credits. However, there is an alternate ending to this movie in which the two death scenes of the main... I watched this, let me explain. Okay, go on. So basically, uh, the last thing we just talked about there was Mars dying. So basically, in my version, Mars died first. Yes. And then, uh, Jupe. Got then you see like the whole back. trap and stuff like that, yeah. Um, so then there's a weird little. It's very. Uh, it feels it's quite saccharine. Yeah, where yeah. you know you've got Doug and Bobby and oh, I keep forgetting the fucking other Brenda, guys. Brenda and uh, Ruby. Ruby. They all, you know, they have the baby, so they all meet up somewhere on the desert, and then there's just and like, just like walk off into the sunset. Not even a walk off into the sunset. What it is is the uh, you know. Ruby and Brenda hold hands and then the camera zooms in on them holding hands and the hands are in front of the sunset and then it fades well then it does like these then it goes to credits like a fucking sitcom where it has like a picture of like the, oh yeah a picture of all the players and like their uh, name and yeah uh, and I was like okay well, that's a weird ending I didn't know that was the alternate ending until today so yeah but uh, theatrical uh, ending's much better in my opinion yeah because it, it just ends with Ruby going like ah! <laughs> watching her brother getting stabbed in the yeah, chest yeah but you know because yeah because it leads to a lot of questions it's like eh, how do you fucking you know you, sure you bring Ruby down and to meet the rest of them I don't know how how happy how exactly do you sell that to them yeah. like oh by the way I met this wee lassie well she's part of them but don't worry she doesn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, she's part she's part of the group that murdered my wife your sister yeah, she didn't do it though, but you know. <laughs> and she didn't do it. She's one of the good ones. She helped like, kill her. What? Although she did help me kill her brother, so yeah. <laughs> On balance, I'd say she's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird ending. Yeah, and, and fucking Fred does actually say, he's like, what are you going to do in the real world? Right? Yeah. At the start of it. What, what, what are they going to do? And then they're just stuck. What are they going to do after I mean, this yeah. movie? They're just stuck in the desert yeah, with no yeah, mode of transportation. This, they have this really happy, sweet ending. And they're, like, they're still stuck in the fucking desert now with no shelter, no food. Yeah. Uh, well, the, again, the alternate version, but yeah. Well, even in the... In even the theatrical in, version, it's not a happy ending. It frees for the red. Even and in it's the like, theatrical version, they're still stuck in the desert with no food. Yeah, but again, the soundtrack is much more grim in yeah. the, the ending to the theatrical version. So it kind of... Again, gives that feeling of they're, they're screwed no matter what. Mm. But yeah, no shelter, no food, no nothing. Unless they, I suppose, I suppose... Unless they manage to make it to the... Well, I was going to say, we could get food or? from the fucking hellfolk. I imagine not everything there is their dad and fucking dog. So, you know. <laughs> There's probably some other shit there somewhere. 
But yeah, that's the end of the last house on the left. No, nope. Fuck the hell's ha- <laughs> that, and that was the hell's have eyes released east in 1977 same year uh, as Star Wars <laughs> what the fuck yeah uh, final thoughts Jacob <laughs> I like this movie um, I I really enjoyed it yeah it is weird I ha- uh, it is weird there's a lot of movies that we the majority of movies that we do in this I end up liking I can only think of like oh, I can think of a few yeah I was gonna yeah I can only think of like four that I really didn't like um, yeah fucking Invisible Man How the Duck Ghost of Mars The Ward I didn't mind the ward too I much. I fucking hated the ward. I didn't mind the ward. Uh, fucking, yeah. So you know, it's fine. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, this is another. This is one of these movies that I would probably watch again. Oh yeah, um, I would definitely watch this again. Because seventies horror, I don't talk about it too much, but I do quite like seventies. There's there's a certain feel to seventies horror that is unlike anything that would come afterwards. Like there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of more modern movies that kind of chase that kind of 80s, 90s feel. And some are successful, some are not. Uh, we can talk about that at a later date. But I've yet to see a film that really successfully captures the feeling of these, like, mid to late 70s I can think of one movies. Like. Go for it. Uh, House of the Devil. Oh, no, yeah, that was good. The Ty West movie. Yeah, I did see that, and that was fucking class. Mm. I'll give you that one. That's yeah. a good shout. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very unique time in horror. Yeah, and this is we're near in, we're in the late seventies now, so like people are yeah. kinda, a little bit more used to yes, they extreme are, violence. They're starting to get decent, a little bit more desensitized mm-hmm. uh, to the idea. So as a result of that, we're starting to get a little bit more creative uh, with uh, special effects and whatnot. We'll see even more of that uh, when we cover what's our next film. What, our next Craven film. Yes. Uh, I, th- well, I think it might be a nightmare. No, it's not. <laughs> oh no, nightmare was eighty four. Fuck. No. Yeah, right. our next uh, uh, movie is Separate and Rainbow. No, Deadly Blessing. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah even in Deadly gap. Blessing, we would see in the, yeah we would see uh, them get even more sort of creative with. Oh, Deadly the, Blessing was eighty one. So yeah, yeah. we would see them get even more creative with the, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's just it's a really. It's a lot of really fucking kick-ass movies come out. I mean, Alien for one is like. It came out after this. Yeah, but that was still seventies. Yeah, Seventy-nine. Yeah. Seventy-nine. Yeah. And it's like fucking phenomenal. Obviously, you have like Texas Chainsaw. Halloween. Halloween as well. Yeah, it's just there's. I don't know whether it's like the film grain or whether it was just the sensitivities of the time period or whatever it is. But there's something about 70s horror that is just unmatched about in 70s... terms of like atmosphere and just general, yeah. like how it feels to watch them. There's something about 70s movies in general where I, that I really like. It's almost like yeah. um, it's almost like everything we see in cinema now. I know everything could be traced back to like the fucking 30s or whatever. Oh, yeah. But everything that we see in cinema now feels like it was fully realised in the 70s. Yeah, a lot of like... Like yeah. you see, like the birth of a lot of tropes, a lot of uh, sort modern of cliches. cinema was born in the seventies. Cinema changed a lot from like the fucking fifties and sixties to the seventies. Yeah, yeah, you can see like a lot of a lot of cool ideas that came about in the fifties and sixties are brought brought to their fruition. Because a lot of movies and the... are sort of brought to like their final form, to use the kind of Dragon Ball term. Yeah, because a lot of movies in the fifties and sixties still, not all of them, but uh, a fair size still had this weird feeling that it could be a stage show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. And the, not all of them, obviously, but like, you know. But yeah, quite a few of them still, they were yet to kind of, they were still kind of figuring out what made 
uh, what made this new medium unique. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. again in the by the seventies, it's like oh we fucking cracked it, mm-hmm. and we, we get the code. Like a lot of a lot of what people like a lot of like the, some of the greatest films ever made came out in this time period. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So and that's you know that's no no accident certainly. But yeah, I would recommend this movie for people. I've I've had this same here wholeheartedly. I would recommend this movie. I've had this idea. We probably should have done this right from the fucking beginning, but we should probably start rating these movies out of nah nah ratings are bullshit because we read other people's ratings on IMDb. Nah man, fuck that. Ratings are bullshit. We'll do we'll do our like fucking ranking video at the end. Yeah, that's 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 as close as we get to a rating. That's fair, but once again, we should we should also probably start. Uh, but yeah, we should probably get better at uh, telling you guys to subscribe at the start of our episodes. (laughs) Yeah. So if, so, you've enjoyed this, right now. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to drop us a follow on on uh, social media. We're currently on Instagram at archive underscore panic. Uh, well, be sure to give us a review on Spotify if you haven't. It really helps us out. And of course, as we always say here, uh, podcasts live and die uh, by word of mouth. So be sure to tell your friends and family if you think that if they're in any way interested in film, whether it's horror or action or whatever the fuck, uh, be sure to point them our way. Yeah, and all you uh, Discord OGs, you're the you're the best. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And shout out to our listeners who have been here since day one. Uh, anyway, thank you well, but, 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 uh, so much week. to everyone who's been listening. And for and next week we, we will be returning. continuing our Marvel. Hell yeah, we're back marathon. in the Marvel realm with um, potentially breaking a little bit of rules again, like with the Punisher. But it was released over here. It was released theatrically over here, so fuck the lot of It's 19, Captain America. 1990s Captain America. Jesus Christ. We are in for a bad time. Uh, <laughs> do you know how? Do you know how much I started uh, fucking? You know, thinking. How over much my you started choices? fucking? I'm a, uh, not in the last few months, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how much I started Aye. thinking about my life choices when I had to watch Last House on the Left, and I thought, well, at least we're going back to Marvel soon. Then it just has then to you be Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so join us for Captain America. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to Archive Panic, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. See you. <laughs>